Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter Bill Chastain. Bill, the team gets a win on Tuesday night in another solid performance by Jake Odorizzi. And the second time facing this Boston lineup, it's obviously an explosive lineup. And my feelings was facing it again in, in short time, it was going to be a tough go for Odorizzi. But man, he did a pretty good job, a solid start, three runs, but over six innings. Uh, liked what I saw from a guy facing a lineup like that for the second time in basically a week. I, I tell you what, from what I've seen of Odorizzi, that might have been one of the, the nights where he had some of the best stuff he's had all year. It seemed like I would be putting my head down, looking at my computer for a minute, writing some stuff, and next thing I know, the inning's over. Um, Kevin Cash, after the game, said that he, he told Odorizzi that's like the hardest luck pitching performance I've ever seen this year. Uh, because he had such good stuff. You know, he got uh, the uh, Ramirez got him with the, the home run around the foul pole, around the pesky pole, and, and then the other run scored on a, a, a short fly to a short pop-up that just dropped in in right field. But he was, uh, you know, you don't hear dominating a lot of times with and Jake Odorizzi the same uh, phrase and, uh, you know, in the same sentence, but he was, I thought he was dominating last night. The Rays are doing something right now, Bill, that the Blue Jays, I guess, are also doing, and that's kind of going to that six-man rotation, or they will be once Alex Cobb officially returns here uh, in a couple of days. Uh, Have you talked to any of the other starters about their thoughts on a six-man rotation, getting that extra day's rest, how they think it may affect them? Well, all of them are going to, you know, use the company line on that. You know, uh, know, we're all for it. even though probably they would still like to get their starts. Uh, but I think it really makes sense for where they're at because, you know, you want to have Cobb do his, do his thing, get a few starts. Um, generally, when they bring up a, a, somebody like a Blake Snell uh, in his first year, you know, they've never pitched into September. So the innings are up, and, and they generally will, will go, you know, 20% more than what he's ever pitched before. So – I don't think it's a bad thing any time you give your pitchers kind of a, a break, and particularly when you're not in contention. So I think that where will, uh, you know, you can carry that forward to next year, and it'll be a good thing. How about Cobb? Obviously he's returning now to somewhat of a low-stress situation and that the team's not in a pennant race, so he can go out there and just do his thing and, and prove that he's back. Um, how confident is he heading back to the rotation? 
he seems fairly confident. He said he's not all the way he wants to be. And, and uh, when he talked to us the other day, he pointed to the swings and misses. Um, you know, he only had one strikeout in his uh, last outing, which was in, uh, I believe it was Saturday night. <clears throat> and, you know, he said he feels that should come. But, you know, this guy's had a lot of setbacks in his career. You know, he had a blood clot, he had an oblique. Uh, but he said this one really, you know, and in the past, he's never taken it for granted, and he still hasn't. But, you know, he really appreciates it a lot more this time than, than ever before because, you know, he's basically missed almost two years. Finishing off the uh, the pitching side of things as far as this podcast goes, Bill, uh, Chris Archer reaches 200 strikeouts for the second straight season. Obviously an impressive accomplishment. He gets 10 strikeouts on Sunday to get there, and he gets a win to improve to 8-17. and 17. I think we talked about it last week, how weird a season it is, and this is just one more example of how dominant he can be from batter to batter and just how it hasn't all come together this year. Yeah, and you know, though, I... I... I do feel like, and I think, and Cash kind of hinted at this the other day. Um, you know, it's it's become popular to kind of poo-poo wins and losses, uh, but Cash kind of hinted at, you know, this guy needs to learn to win, and even if it's kind of freaky, you know, he needs to be, you know, with the kind of stuff he's got, whether it's, you know, the team doesn't have the runs that night, or, or, or he's, you know, got to figure out a way to to get the outs on a night when he doesn't have his stuff. He's, he's got to figure out a way to win. And, um, you know, he's got all the tools to do it. Um, I just think it's going to be maybe it maybe a little bit of a change of mindset. I don't know. Yeah, because he's such a smart guy, too, I know, on the mound. So so mentally, maybe it's just a factor of, of analyzing that. I know that's something he likes to do as well in getting there. Uh, switching to the uh, the batter's side of things for this Rays team right now, I know Matt Duffy's back, obviously. He's doing a good job there at shortstop, but the team talking about still managing that injury a little bit, Bill, and he's not going to be in there every day necessarily, right? Almost like a, a catcher's type of routine where they're going to give him an off day every five starts or so. Right, and and I and you're referring to obviously I, I mean I, I wrote a little something yeah. about that yesterday, uh, you know, you hear about uh, Achilles injuries and how painful they are, um, so you know I, you, you feel for the guy. He, he almost looks like he's hurting a little bit running. Uh, I think the thing still does get tight and gives him soreness, uh, so they're trying to manage this thing the best they can in the end of the season to have a full, you know, off season of rest, um, you know, getting it back in shape. But, you know, he explained to me that he'd had, you know, heel pain in the past and, you know, kind of learned to deal with it um, and was reluctant when the, the uh, Giants wanted to put him on the DL um, with the uh, Achilles strain. But he said, you know, two months later he realized, you know, maybe they did the right thing, you know, because the worst thing can happen is you rupture your Achilles and, you do that, and that's basically the equivalent of a position player's a Tommy John surgery. You'd be out for, you know, a year at the very least, probably. So, um, tough guy, but I think he's learning to, you know, I gotta, I gotta deal with my, you know, sorenesses and, and be smart about this thing. Bill Evan Longoria has had really an amazing season, a season back to to when you really thought of him as as one of the best best players in baseball. Uh, as he cracks the thirty home run barrier, and then he hits number thirty one on Tuesday. It goes with this whole team and, and the power that they've been able to put together this season. But as far as Longoria goes, I, I read on on, on Rays. com. I think you wrote that article as well, just about the fact that he actually wrote down goals this season 
before the year. He put some numbers on paper, which is a thing I know most players don't do, and I think he said he had never done it before, but it gave him something to kind of shoot for. Yeah, and it's funny. He uh, he hadn't told us what they are, <laughs> and he, he kind of hinted that he did not put 40 home runs on there, but he sure wouldn't mind seeing it. So, you know, a good a good September, and he could get there. I mean, this guy, uh, it's funny, as much as he talked last year about never feeling comfortable, um, this year it's looked like he's never been uncomfortable. And in talking to him about that, um, he said one of the big things is it's he's going more by feel now, which I think a, a veteran hitter is, is more privy to be able to do that. They know their swing better, uh, whereas before he would do a lot of video work and try and, uh, you know, emulate uh, or, or mimic the, the, the swing that, you know, he had when he was going well, but now he's just trying to get the feel and let that bring him back to where he wants to be to feel comfortable in the box. This team has a chance to set a franchise record for home runs, Bill, but I feel like when you look back on the season and see that number, it may almost end up being more of a negative than a positive because if there's one thing that stood out, it was this team hit homers, but it was a lot of solo homers and they weren't able to score in other ways. Yeah, and you know what? I've always I've always felt it was an odd deal when you uh, they've had this characteristic, and you and I have talked about it all year, where they they're almost like some nights they're like a slow pitch softball team. You know, they're you you almost look to the dugout and see if, looking for a keg to see if it's in there. They're hitting so many home runs, uh, you know, and just beating another team by you know seven or eight runs, and then here they come to the close games and they and they don't win those. And I know uh, following the 2008 season when they went to the World Series. They scored a lot of runs in 2009, but they couldn't win the close games. In fact, I think if you went back and examined the, the numbers from that year, you would see a differential, a run differential, a pretty good run differential in favor of the Rays. But, um, uh, you know, you got to find a way to win those close ones. And, you know, the, the homers are nice. Uh, it's just a little bit too bad they couldn't have put them into play a little bit more uh, in some of those close games when, you know, the, the other pitcher was being particularly tough. One more note to finish things off. The Rays officially released Desmond Jennings on Saturday, 29 years old now. Jennings uh, on the DL, the knee contusion. Uh, and it just seems like it's, it's a player that once this franchise really thought highly of. I remember when Carl Crawford left the organization, uh, signed that big deal with the Red Sox. There was some thought that Jennings would kind of step into that role in the outfield. It just never quite happened. What, what were the roadblocks that got in the way of Desmond Jennings? Uh, the biggest roadblock is just obviously staying on the field yep. um, for whatever reason. Uh, and, and this guy played football, you know, he was a tough guy, uh, but for whatever reason, his injuries just prevented him from playing. And, you know, uh, if you're not, out, if you're not out there playing, you just, you know, you're not going to get the performance that uh, everybody thinks of you. And it's unfortunate. Um, who knows? Maybe the artificial surface at Tropicana field played a part in that. And, um, you know, I would expect another team to take a flyer on him. I don't know if it'll happen this year, but certainly I would expect to see him in spring with, uh, you know, at the very least, a minor league deal with, a, you know, a, an invite to spring training. All right. Great stuff, as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition for Bill Chastain. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.